this episode of The Should Life, I am so excited to announce that I'm currently running a super special price for my one-on-one two-hour inner voice sessions. These sessions are typically $222. Right now, they are $88. If you've been curious about connecting with your inner voice, or if you're experienced with inner voice work, this is perfect for you. These virtual sessions are also recorded, so you're able to go back and listen to the guidance of your inner voice again and again. Clients show up to inner voice sessions with questions big and small. Concerns about body image, money, career, family, relationships, global issues, and so much more. And their inner voice always comes through to provide them with exactly what they need. Stop letting the mind keep you running in circles and allow your intuition to guide you instead. Head to nomoreshouldlife.com and click on inner voice sessions to learn more and schedule your inner voice session. I'll see you there. to another episode of The Should Life. This is your host, Jessica Lee Labe, and today we're talking about starting a new year softly. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, my beautiful friend. So good to have you back. Um, today, I want to talk about starting a soft new year. <laughs> And I've been kind of seeing this go around. I've been out of the Instagram loop. I took the entire month of December off and it's still early January. I'm just slowly, slowly easing my way back into it. And I am pleasantly surprised to see some posts about starting a soft new year. And it's like, oh my gosh, we're all on the same page. (laughs) And it makes me so happy. So by the time this episode gets released, I will have already had my excision surgery and my hysterectomy. I will probably be laid up in bed and I still wanted to be able to connect with you. And so I am recording this actually before my surgery. Um, And I've been reflecting this The end of last year and the beginning of this year has been very slow, very quiet, and it's been a beautiful time for me to emotionally and physically prepare for what is to come. I am deeply, deeply grateful for this time, absolutely. And I don't know about you, but when I have extra space, when I have this extra room, to really sink into how I'm feeling, I get a lot of insight. It just kind of naturally shows up, which is such a beautiful gift that we can give ourselves. By simply being instead of doing, we allow this new insight, this new information, these new perspectives to show up for us. And this is exactly what I have found recently. And all of this has helped me to 
not feel this need to just burst through the doors of 2023. Um, A lot of the messages of the mind leading up to my surgery um, were messages telling me that by having this surgery at all, I will be starting the year um, almost behind because I have some really beautiful momentum happening in my business. I did a lot of things for the first time in 2022. I had my first retreat. I had a beautiful group program. And I have a lot of really amazing offers that are going to be birthed out into the world in 2023. A lot of new things that I'm ready for and I know that other women are ready for as well. And because I have this this genuine excitement about what I want to put out into the world this year, by having this surgery, my mind is telling me that other people are going to be ahead of me, that I'm going to lose this momentum, um, that this is going to really put me behind. And how beautiful is it to have that awareness that this is actually not me that is saying these messages, that is not sending me these lies, that it is actually the mind. And not only that, but understanding the intention of the mind, which is to keep me safe, to protect me. Even if that protection, even if that cozy, quote unquote, safe space that the mind has created for me is one of chronic pain. Um, at a certain point, when you, when I live with this day in and day out, the idea of something other than this is really scary to the mind, even if my day-to-day is pain. Um, the thought of changing that and becoming someone else can be really scary. This is also a really common fear that I see in clients in friends and loved ones, they sense their inner voice is calling them to something more, is calling them to step forward into their fully expressed self, to release the fears of the mind and to do that thing, to have that conversation, to apply for that job, to start writing that book. But the fears of the mind come in, swoop in, and say, "Mm, but is your spouse still going to love you? What if you outgrow him or her? What about your friends? Are they going to be able to relate to you? Who do you think you are? And then we don't do anything at all. Okay, that was a little side tangent. But it does kind of illustrate... (laughs) Gives you a little peek into all that has been happening within my mind um, and also within the inner voice trying to come through and really first allowing all of it to exist without trying to like shut it down right away. Just like shining the light in the darkness that can be the messages of the mind. And 
And talking about starting the year softly as opposed to kind of barreling in with all of these goals and to-do lists, it's amazing to me how this has shown up even in the simple act of like scheduling this surgery at all. Because, you know, and maybe you can relate to this, but even scheduling the surgery, it was like, okay, how can I work this surgery around everything I want to do this year? And January made a lot of sense because I have events like starting in March. And, you know, of course, my surgeon told me, yeah, I was contemplating December. um, But by the time I had kind of thought about it, December was already totally booked. And I had kind of already thought, like, I don't really want to do that. I love the holidays. I don't want to be laid up through the holidays and not be able to do the things that I love to do. So I thought, okay, January, let's just kind of like get this done. Like it's something to check off a to-do list so that then I can get on with my life, right? And how fucked up is that? Like, honestly, I we feel that I have to like schedule this surgery that is there to help me function better, like in a more healthy pain-free existence and I'm trying to schedule it around all this other stuff that the mind is telling me I have to do that if I don't do it I'm going to miss out that the mind tells me is an obligation like how amazing when we actually stop and like see it for what it is how amazing and sad is that now On the other hand, some of that can feel empowering, right? I am taking care of myself in this way. Also, I completely recognize what a privilege it is to not only be able to have these surgeries because I have insurance and I have the ability to take a break and I have other people in my life who can help me. All of this makes me very privileged. So I also 100% wants to to ensure that that is very clear that I'm acknowledging that. And by by taking this step and by taking this step I also want to be able to celebrate that this is an act of self-care. This is me taking care of my current self, my past self, my future self, and there's a part of me that is really proud of myself for where I am right now and my ability to do this for myself. I spent this morning writing a letter to my uterus. Um, We're going to be parting ways soon. And in this letter, I expressed a lot of how I've been feeling towards my uterus. I thanked it. I expressed how mad I am at it. I apologized to it. Um, overall, I, I really sent a lot of gratitude to my uterus for bringing me to this moment, because the truth is, if I had not been in so much pain historically, I would not have had the courage to continue to fight for the answers that my inner voice kept, kept speaking through me. My inner voice was the one that sent me the word endometriosis to begin with. 
it kept popping up. It kept showing up until I could no longer ignore it. And I 100% believe that every step of the way, my inner voice has been guiding me to the next best step. Now, last week, I also had my last ever bleed, my last period, um, which is also super emotional. It also lasted an extra long amount of time, which I think is absolutely beautiful. And I did not like take it for granted at all that it showed up the way that it did. Um, It started out very slowly. And also like, I'm not even going to say TMI because we can talk about our periods, right? We can talk about writing letters to our uteruses. This is not some taboo topic. This is a safe space and I am here for it. I'm here for all of it. So I'm not going to put any type of like apology in talking about my last period because it was a very sacred experience for me. And I'm honored to be able to share this, this insight with you. I'm also grateful to you for holding this space for me As I'm walking through all of this in real time, this isn't me on the other side of it. This isn't me a year from now reflecting on on this process as a more healed version of myself. This is me in it right now. And I do this, I mean, first and foremost, to be authentic. That's all I can be. And also to just like be really true to myself. I hope that a year from now I can look back and maybe listen to this exact podcast episode and reflect and send so much love to this version of myself right now. I'm sending so much love to my future self. So, okay. So I had my last bleed. It started really slowly to the point where I was like, is this going to be it? is this really going to be my last like bleeding experience? Um, Because my periods are really irregular. Sometimes they're really light and they last like one day and other times they're super heavy and last several days. So I never really know what I'm going to get. And I was, I I was really disappointed at first. I thought, oh my gosh, really, this is how this is going to go. It's just going to be like, this fizzle out. That lasted for a few days. And the next day, it was like, boom, like I'm here. I am bold. I'm here. You can't ignore me. It was steady. It was deep. And it was present. It wanted me to see it, to witness it. And I really, I really was intentional about that. I was also very aware in being intentional during this last bleed of all of the thoughts, feelings, beliefs that I have had and that I have sent to my body, to my uterus, to my blood in during past periods because this was a different experience. Normally, it's an 
It's an inconvenience. It's something I'm mad at. It's something that I'm in excruciating pain during. And I just want it to be over with. And this time I really like spent time existing in this experience. I spent time sending gratitude to it. I spent time allowing myself to be mad. I let myself really experience whatever emotions wanted to show up. And it's not like I've done this before in terms of experiencing my last bleed. This is all new for me. So there's, I'm also giving myself permission to like just feel out what the next best step is. And that's where I rely on my inner voice. There's no right or wrong way to do this. I lean on my tools. I practice what I preach. I practice the expansion method that I teach. I go in and experience emotional marshmallow release. I'm constantly tapping into my inner voice. And all of these things continue to take me deeper and deeper into this experience and help me feel more prepared. Because being able to fully feel all of my feelings, all of my emotions, and having created within my physical body this safe space for all of these emotions to show up, to reside, to be released, has hands down been the biggest shift, only second to establishing a relationship with my inner voice, has been the biggest shift and has made the biggest difference in my journey my and in my ability to connect with what's happening within me. I'm not walking around being mad or being sad or being frustrated or being triggered, not knowing what the fuck is going on. I am fully immersed and aware of those emotions. I don't try to resist them. They are safe to show up within my physical body. So I've really been allowing myself this time and the space to let my feelings show up and they have been showing up big time. Um, I'd like to share a little story with you. I don't know if there's a lesson here. Because like I said, I'm, I'm in it. So I don't know if there's really going to be a conclusion, if we're going to be able to <laughs> wrap this up in a really lovely way in today's episode. But I feel called to share it. So I'm just going to. The other day, I was practicing a, a rage release, a sacred rage release in my living room. What I want to say is we create our own sacred spaces. We create our own sacredness within us. And what what makes something sacred is the intention, is the energy behind it. What is it that you're trying to do? Who are you trying to be? So my sacred rage release was me dancing, crying, and screaming in my pajamas and my socks in my living room while my dogs looked at me, sometimes in horror, um, sometimes napping. You don't have to like go outside on top of a mountain, be in a yurt. You don't have to have it be like Instagram worthy in order for it to be a sacred experience. Okay, so I have a lot of tangents this episode. <laughs> so I was doing this sacred rage release in my living room. 
And as the songs were progressing, I was just allowing my body to move as it desired. So whatever that looked like. And there were a couple of songs that came on that I was like, I was really feeling myself. I was touching my body. I was swaying down to the ground and then up again, allowing my head to fall backwards, just existing, really being present in the moment, allowing whatever sounds wanted to come out of my mouth to just fall out. And as I was fully present in that moment, these beliefs popped up from deep within me. Like it felt like they bubbled up from like the depths of me. And these beliefs that popped up said, so I was dancing in like a very like sensual way, right? I was, I was really like in my body. I was feeling sexy. I was feeling sensual. So that was the energy that I was in fully present within it, no judgment, just in the body. And these beliefs that showed up said, this isn't for you. This isn't for you anymore. After the surgery, you will no longer be feminine. After the surgery, sensuality does not belong to you. And these beliefs that popped up, can't, like I said, they seemingly came out of nowhere and they really surprised me and immediately I got tears in my eyes. I just want to say this is the power of being present and being in your body. This is the power of things like emotional marshmallow release because and when I say I create a safe space within my physical body for all emotions and beliefs to show up, this is just one example of that. Because if I would have not been if I had not created that sacred experience for myself I would have potentially I would have never been able to reach down and get those beliefs to show up because I would have only been scratching the surface and I would have just been telling myself I'm just mad I'm just sad I'm just scared And we can do all of the affirmations that we want. We can do all of the writing of the letters, all of the journaling. But unless we actually get into our body and get really present, there are, there's like a whole iceberg underneath the surface that you are not accessing. Okay, yet another tangent. So these beliefs show up and I immediately get tears coming to my eyes. And I was also surprised, like really surprised because I had no idea that those beliefs existed within me. Now, immediately after that, my inner voice came forward and basically told me, this isn't the time to process this, only to have the awareness that these are here. So continue to feel and continue to have that awareness. And so that's what I did with that permission from the inner voice, with that, with that guidance of the next best step is to stay present and to continue to do what you're doing. That's exactly what I did because I knew, like I knew what the inner voice was saying was true because that felt right in the body. That, that insight came up, but because I was so 
present and in the body and in this sacred rage release, it wasn't time to then pivot and give all my attention to these beliefs that just popped up. It was the time to continue to stay in the body. And then, of course, later, when it was the right time to come back and address those beliefs, which which I'm now doing. So I continued to dance. I continued to feel. I continued to touch my body, scream, cry, allowed that rage to come out. So like I said at the beginning of sharing this story, I don't think that there is a beautiful conclusion or a beautiful after right now. This is what I, this is one example. This is one afternoon of what I am doing to prepare for this surgery. I guess ultimately my take home from all of this is how deeply grateful I am for this work, for the work that I have done and the work that I teach and pass on to my clients because it's during times like these when you feel so out of control that you can come back to this incredible deep wisdom within you and be able to recognize what the mind is telling you versus what is real and what is true. And that is exactly what I hope for each and every one of us. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. This is your reminder that you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. You can find me over at Instagram at Jessica Lee Labe. That's Jessica.LeeLeigh.Labe.L-A-I-B and my website at nomoreshouldlife.com. If you're ready to activate your intuition and start living your soul-aligned life, send me a DM and let's do this.